everybody, this is Brandon Ford, and welcome to this week's TV episode of the Blind Rage Podcast. We are doing Freddy's Nightmares, Judy Miller, Come On Down, episode 5 from season 1, which aired in November of 1988, and I am using a rip from Chiller, which seems to be the most popular source for these episodes, and I believe they're all available on YouTube, so if you want to watch along, please feel free to do so. And also, as per usual, I want to encourage you to check out my titles on Amazon.com. You can find them in both paperback and Kindle editions by typing in Brandon Ford in the search engine. You will also find my Amazon author page. You can find me on Audible. My I have several titles in audiobook format by going to the Audible app or audible.com. You can follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. You can also email me directly at blindragepod81 if you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, criticisms, um, maybe some recommendations for TV shows you'd like me to do. There are some that I would like to do, uh, anthology-type shows, but I need to re-familiarize myself with them first. I don't like to just dive right in. And, uh, yeah, I always check out, unless it's Tales from the Crypt, because that's a show that I've been a hardcore long-time fan of, so I know those episodes pretty well. But for Freddy's Nightmares, I always revisit these before I record a uh, commentary for them. Uh, so, yep, yeah, I guess we are going to get started. So if you want to watch along, we are going to begin in 3, 2, 1, play. Now, I know uh, this is Freddy's Nightmares, so uh, 
The majority of the episodes are like, huh? Uh, but this one, uh, they're all over, all, all over the place as far as story goes. But this one in particular is all over the place. And when I was revisiting it the other night, I thought that there was going to be more of an explanation as far as what the fuck was going on. But just when I was, I thought things were going to, <laughs> I don't know, give, I think, I think I was anticipating a little more exposi exposition and then it was over. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, you know, this is this is obviously not my. I say obviously way too much whenever I listen to these commentaries. That's a hot habit I have to break. But this is not my first foray into Freddy's Nightmares. I did watch it a lot when it originally aired, and I did watch the episodes here and there over the years. Even though it's not one of my favorite series. I am familiar with it, um, some episodes more than others, and I don't know where I was going with this, but I think that I, I should have known, you know, upon revisiting this particular episode, what to expect as far as the multiple tones and the kind of weird atmosphere and the nonsensical plot and the lack of exposition or explanation and the story focuses on Judy Miller played by uh, I think her name Shonda McCaffrey who has done mostly TV she's done a lot of soaps and uh, she, I think, stopped working in the early 90s. Oh, and this is also directed by uh, uh, Tom DeSimone, who is mostly notable, known for Hell Knight. But he also did Angel 3, Underwhelming. And cult film Reform School Girls, which people like for some reason. I don't know. I found it painful. Uh, and he also had a pretty uh, industrious or illustrious career doing porn. And I believe it was both gay and bi and straight porn. So, so, so yeah, we have Judy Miller who is looking for some fast cash. And so she plays the lottery. She plays, I think that is really her only outlet as far as as far as to get some to get some money but um, she also likes game shows a lot and I think she, her, her dream is to be on one and she does eventually get on one by mailing in a postcard and she gets called in. But um, they have this argument, she and her husband, uh, Tom, who is a law student. And 
they are living with Tom's parents and Tom doesn't have a job Judy says she works her hands to the bone she says something along the lines of when your hands look like mine you can say you work for a living or some shit like that and you know I kind of assumed that this meant she when she, by working she meant that she works in the house taking care of her in-laws because she does she is at their beck and call as the cook after them and she's cleaning the house and she's just do the laundry and blah 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 but she has some kind of other job what that is i don't understand i don't know and i know this because in the in the argument um that she had with tom she said that she would iron his shirt or pick up his dry cleaning or something when she got home so she's got she goes somewhere but i don't think you ever actually see her leave the house um, so, but she's going somewhere to do something, and uh, now she's watching her game shows. And then there is another scene, which you know, I could be wrong, but it seems like because Tom goes to take an exam, uh, it doesn't say exactly what kind of exam but uh i i guess he's trying to pass the bar i don't know but he leaves first thing in the morning and then it seems like he doesn't come back until late at night because he guess he says i gotta go to bed i need some sleep or whatever and she's she's preparing for bed so where the fuck was he all morning afternoon and evening And he's back now. It sounded like he said I threw a blank. It said I drew a blank. He works r rather steadily as a voice actor. I was looking at his IMDb credits and he works a lot. Yeah, see, after work all day and your parents in between. So she does have another job. Okay, so. When she said, I wish you'd all just get out of my life, there was that dun, 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 like music, dramatic. And. I don't know because it seems like for some reason her wishes have powers because she makes a wish now and ends up on the game show and he's going to bed at I don't know what the hell time it is but she says I wish you'd all get out of my life and ends up going on the game show which you can't really tell if it's a dream or if it's reality or if parts of it are 
dream or if she's imagining it, it's not clear because it's a trivia show and what she gets wrong, whenever she gets something wrong, uh, I, I, uh, well, the in-laws are, are, uh, smeared with honey and about to be eaten by red ants from from Africa or something and I don't I don't know or no when she gets a, every when she gets a question right that's when um, that's when something bad happens to her something I said something bad Something bad happens to her husband, who I think is bound and gagged. I don't know. I can't see what the fuck is going on. But I notice how notice how when they introduce Judy, they say, "Yeah, the first contestant from Hackensack, New Jersey; second from Knoxville, Tennessee; Judy from Springwood, USA." And, yeah, although it is, it is a popular belief among fans of the franchise that Springwood is is in Ohio, they never actually say in the series, and I'm, I'm almost positive that it's only ever said Ohio in the opening crawl at the very beginning of Freddy's Dead. I think that's the only time in the, in the actual in the franchise. We got Sheena, the. So this is like kind of a mixture of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right kind of deal here. Um. Oh no, I don't know what that was. Let's hope it wasn't important. That would be Albert Fish, and I I knew that not just because I watched the episode, but just because I'm smart. I was. This is not a very popular film, and I don't even know why I'm referencing it. But it this these game show sequences kind of reminded me of the Herschel Gordon Lewis movie The Uh-Oh Show even though it's not nearly as gruesome um, as as The Uh-Oh Show but it is it's, it's very campy and corny and over the top and has a very a very uh, animated host and Deadly consequences for wrong answers. What? She just won a, a free semester at community college, so she won't have to sit at home and run. She fucking works. I don't understand. <laughs> 
See, they're saying one thing and then saying another thing and... Oh, what about the dreams? I guess she's dreaming now. Well, no, maybe I think it was before that. Uh, they're really giving her a lot of. Uh, a lot of room here with, with the answering. I think that is the only time that you see Freddy in this actual episode. I don't even think he... Or maybe he does come in at the end. I don't remember. South American. So if this isn't a dream, I don't, I don't know, because when it's a dream sequence, there's usually, well, it must, this must be a dream sequence because there was an appearance by Freddy, even though it was just his voice, but dream sequences are usually an indication of Freddy, and the... The carnage is at his hand or glove. But now she's at a fucking game show. I don't know. What the hell is this now? So they get she get they get rid of the in-laws. It's supposed to be Wait a minute. It it's supposed to be that the show had them eaten by these South American ants. But then you find out later that they are actually moved to a condo in Florida. 
Oh. Okay, now we're back on the show. What the fuck? So she's asleep again? She know she's got to know something terrible terrible's got to happen so why the fuck is she, she spinning the wheel I guess because she's encouraged or her confidence is buoyed because the in-laws are gone and she thinks maybe just maybe her dreams are gonna come true Keeper of what dreams? She doesn't have any dreams except to be rich. But he doesn't die, and they, she still wins a million dollars. I thought she had an empty house. Why does she still win? I don't get it. She's. I don't get it. They. He said she answered all the questions correctly, but she didn't.
I think now, that, okay, this is, I think this would. Yeah, this is considered the second half. So the second, so, see, this is unusual. I know I said this with the last episode of Freddy's Nightmares, um, Freddy's Tricks and Treats, um, because usually the main character doesn't play such a key role in the second half. If that character does come back in the second story, it's usually as a zombie or something, a la Laurie Petty. Oh, there's Freddy. A la Laurie Petty in um, Killer Instinct. But, um, so the story is different, but it's still the same characters, which is unusual for the show, I think. So this is 1988, and she's surrounded by all new stuff, so I guess that means she's ordering stuff from mail order catalogs by the boatload. Okay, can we turn the page? So she did go on the game show, but what really happened, I don't know. So the wish thing is coming into play again. I don't know. Uh-huh. What do you think? 
Oh, please don't do that. All right, enough of that, too. <laughs> so that's prehistoric Siri right there. I don't mean to rain on this parade, but don't you think we should stop spending some of this money on luxury items? sweetheart. Next week. I can see this is a losing argument. Yeah, you're right. I gotta go. I'll call you lunch. I'll be here. I'm waiting for the maid. The what? I hired a maid. Just for a little bit while you finish law school and I become a woman of leisure. A woman of leisure. Mm. <laughs> okay, enough. Jesus Christ. Oh, you better go. A Alright, so I'm just going to jump ahead here. Um, so we're going to have the maid come into the... Here she comes. Well, I'm not jumping ahead that far, huh? Well, I'm going to... Yeah. So the maid, um, we come to find, is Judy from the future. And she's come back to warn Judy about what is going to happen if she keeps the money. I'll start in the kitchen. And how she comes back is not explained. I'm telling you, Tom, there's something really weird about this woman. Well, ask her to leave. On what grounds? On no grounds. It gives you the creeps. That's enough. I can't just kick her out. She looks so sad. Oh. It's kind of interesting, though, that um, they were all over each other at the beginning of the episode, and now all of a sudden he can't get away from her fast enough. He couldn't even hang up the phone without saying I love you, and he's supposedly having an affair. They sure as hell don't waste any time explaining who the maid is. I've come a long, long way. Get out of here. And that's the only explanation as far as how she got there or where she came from. I've come a long, long way. Again. Shall I go on without the ask? No. 
Well, that didn't take much. I didn't hear anything about a family. He didn't seem all that controlling before. He just seemed kind of. What's the word? Less. He seemed a little uh, self-involved. Well, I don't know how the fuck she's going to give up the money when she already spent like half of it. Go back to your own what? It was not 60 seconds. 
fucking cars. So Tom opened up a another account. But then when he, he comes home, he tells her about it. And he says he's going to put her name on it. I don't... I don't understand what the fuck the problem is. so convenient. See, he comes clean. Yeah, with a large part of our winnings. So what the... I kept your name off it. I was afraid you'd spend it all on talking appliances. Then I figured, who am I to decide? Uh-huh. I'll make it a joint account in the morning. Oh, Tom. All right. So far, future Judy was inaccurate with that
Every day, every hour. Please, promise me that you'll give it back. The money, it has to go back to, to some charity, maybe. Don't you understand? It's not the money. Oh, uh, yeah, and it kind of is, yeah. Rich or poor, we're the same people. I don't think so. It didn't take much to convince her there. Then here's hope for us. There's more than hope. I'll make sure that I never become you. Good. You stick to that. And I have helped. Fucking music, it sounds like it's down on a play school keyboard. I guess she finds something here. I don't fucking know. Touche. to say too that um, it's such a fucking cliche that she finds out 
he's having an affair by listening in on the extension while he speaks with his mistress. How many times has that been used in how many movies? I don't know, I guess she found something else. That music cue just kind of gave it away there. By the way, this was co-written by Michael DeLuca, who worked on a lot of the Elm Street movies, and uh, worked for New Line. I think he's talking to his mistress here. This actually sounds like uh, these little sound bites are the actual ones that are used in in the episode. I don't know, but it, I, I it always I always noticed it, and it always bothered me that whenever there's a callback to something in a movie, generally. Um, whether it's uh, something caught on video or audio or somebody's thinking about what somebody said, it's always an alternate take. They always, and, the, and sometimes the line is even different. I don't know why this just came to me, but um, <laughs> I don't know why this, just this one just came to me, but it's just, it's like in um, the Dennis the Menace movie with uh, Walter Matthau after his plant disintegrates and he gives Dennis the business and he says I don't want to know you I don't want to see you get out of my way and then Dennis is thinking about it later and it's a different take and in that one he says I don't want to see you I don't want to know you get out of my way so that's yeah What is, why is there always water dripping in the background when Freddy's seen? Is it over? I don't even know what happened. I have no idea what the fuck happened. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, yeah, that was Judy Miller. Come on down, I guess. Um, thanks for staying with me to the bitter, bitter, bitter end as usual. And until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.
There's no escape So he 